Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com, all brought to you by Active Wealth. Go to annuity360.net for your free book. Also brought to you by Plains Coffee and plainscoffee.com, promo code BRAVES, and get your 10% off. Lindsey Crosby is with me. I am Ben Taylor. It is Braves Today. I advise you to go to bravestoday.com in order to read some of the articles that are up, one of which discusses the snub of Andrew Jones and of my generation because... Uh, I mean, I watched the Brave, but I, I was really into the Braves when he came in in 96. That was when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And so he, basically everybody sat around and watched TBS every time the Braves were on. He is the greatest center fielder of my generation. And so I am one of the fans that is absolutely ticked off that he got snubbed again, this time for the sixth straight time. Yeah, he came in at 61.6% vote share. And it's actually not a big jump from where he was last year. He was in the high 50s last year. And so it's, I believe it's now the seventh time in seventh years, or seventh time in seven years yep. that he's not hit 75%. And he's grown a lot. He had been in the single digits when he first got on the ballot. But, and I, I wrote this up at Braves today. I was a little bit in my feelings, so you'd have to excuse that. <laughs> but kind of explaining like, yeah, he doesn't have those milestone, like the 500 homers, the 3000 hits or whatever. But, he was considered, or he is considered by some of the greats, including Willie Mays himself, to yeah. be one of the greatest center fielders of all time. And his 10-year peak is, is right up there with anybody's 10-year peak, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody who has done some of the things that he has done, uh, they're all in the Hall of Fame. If you look at outfielders who won 10 gold gloves, there's uh, six total, four of them, already eligible for the Hall of Fame. They're all in it. Mm. The fifth one, Ichiro, is considered to be a first ballot lock for yep. next year. And number six is Andrew Jones. When you look at players who had 10 gold gloves at any position and 400 home runs, there's four in baseball history. Willie Mays, Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Schmidt, all in the Hall of Fame. The fourth one, Andrew Jones. And it's just, yes, he fell off very rapidly after 30 but he also debuted at age 19. Mm. And so, and I, I make this point in the article, like he averaged 147 games a year for 11 years. Plus he played like almost 70 postseason games. And if you shift all of this, if you have him debut at age 23 and fall off the cliff at age 34, I don't think anybody says anything about mm. how he wasn't good after the age of 30. But because he debuted so early, and 30 is a nice round number. Everybody freaks out about that. And he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, multiple Braves players, former Braves, have talked about it. Chipper Jones said, if he doesn't get in from the Riders, he'll get in from the Contemporary Committee. Because mm -hmm. those of us who played the game understand how good he was and understand that he's a Hall of Famer. You know, and, and it's funny because you, you say that and, and you talk about the Contemporary Committee and you talk about people like Chipper Jones, man. I know he was a teammate, but... The way I look at it when it comes to Hall of Famers and people that I've seen play, and that generation mm -hmm. is now coming around to be on the ballot because they're all too old to play baseball, so they're all getting eligible, like you talked about with Ichiro. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where we're about to see a lot of the guys that that we saw, and well, I did because I'm older than you, but in, in my early 20s that I really thought were just great, love watching them play regardless of what team they were on. And when it comes to Andrew Jones, Lindsay, you can't tell me when he was a 19-year-old, 20, 21, 22-year-old guy, there's not a team in baseball that wouldn't have taken him 
and run with it and made him the star of their team just like Atlanta did. Everybody wanted an Andrew Jones. He was a vacuum out in center field. It was unbelievable what he did on the baseball field. Now, you even said in your article, talked about his batting average a little bit, but that's the thing. That's not what they wanted him for. They needed that glove out there. Pitchers loved him. I can tell you that. (laughs) In the article, I've got a clip of John Smoltz talking about he's the greatest center fielder I've ever seen play. Like, and John Smoltz is a Hall of Famer who has seen a lot of center fielders play. And then we've got a quote in there from uh, Willie Mays, as relayed by Terry Pendleton, uh, talking about telling Andrew Jones he's the greatest he's ever seen. Like, I mean, it, it's one of those, he odds are he'll make it in, right? Like, odds are he'll get in between now and his 10th year of eligibility. It shouldn't be taking this long. It really shouldn't. No, it's, it's, the, it's just it's, a shame that it is. It's the old guys. It's the writers that are looking at, and you you said that in the article too, where you talk about the, you know, there used to be a standard, but now, as as you quoted one of the one of the one of the tweets, is that standard has now moved, yeah. and you know it sounds like some people have not moved with the rest of the people, and the fact I even I'm, I'm shocked that he just didn't get more percentage points this time around. I, yeah, and it was and, one of the smallest jumps that he's had in hmm. his entire time on the ballot for, from year to year, and it's just. It's frustrating. And what always happens, it always ends up being the ballots that aren't announced ahead of time, the mm-hmm. anonymous ballots. Those, and I'm going to say it, those are the cowards that are afraid to to explain their opinions why they don't think some of these guys should be Hall of Famers. A lot of these guys, the hidden ballots, they all lost votes on the mm-hmm. hidden ballots. And it's it's a shame. Well, I can tell you, and the ones that do speak up, I don't like when they use the reference when they'll say, well, he'll get there. We've, we're slowly moving. If you think he's an all-star, I mean, if you think he was a Hall of Famer, vote him Hall of Famer. Yeah. Don't do this whole – because I love his antics. I love the way he played. We didn't get to see a lot of him because with him playing over in Texas a lot of his career. I said this in the Discord. Why Adrian Beltre is making it into the Hall of Fame before Andrew Jones, I have no idea. Because if you told me you got to choose which one do you want on your team, as much as I love him, I'm taking Andrew Jones. Now, that's probably a lot of fan talking. Yeah. I think they're both Hall of Famers. I don't think it makes sense for Adrian Beltre to be not only a first ballot, but one of the highest vote totals of all time, and Andrew Jones not able to get in on seven ballots. That, Agreed. That, that doesn't make sense to me. I can, I can admit, based on the numbers and the performance and the peaks, they're both Hall of Famers. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense, the disparity in the votes. That's what's frustrating to me. Exactly. And that was yeah. one thing. And I probably should have explained that better. It's not that I don't think Adrian Beltre is not a Hall of Famer. Right. I just don't think that he's one ahead of Andrew Jones right now. Like you said, with all the numbers. That, that, that much. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because as as I just, as I let off with, Lindsay, they weren't, there aren't teams going, boy, we sure need an Adrian Beltre on our team. But there were people saying, we sure could use an Andrew Jones on our team. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just people that were playing against the Braves. It was American League teams, too. So, uh, big snub. Uh, as, as Lindsey said, he's going to make it in before before the 10 years is, is up. Why it's taking us? I do love his attitude that he's taken towards it where he's not miffed. He's not upset. He's not 
he's letting his teammates and he's letting the organization fight for him. And people like us that are pretty upset about it just because not only we do a podcast, we're also fans of the team, so we'd love to see it. So, Andrew, you're on your way there. We absolutely love you. It's going to get there. Also getting there, Active Wealth Management, annuity360.net for your free book. Be sure to call Ford today and tell him that you would love to get some advice from him. Why would you need that advice? Because you can get your own nationwide Peak 10 illustration and learn how you can get 20% immediate income account bonuses, 8% annual interest growth as well. ActiveWealth.com is where you can find out more information. I said to call Ford. You might as well do that. 770-685-1777. That's 770-685-1777. With that many sevens, it's got to be a fairly lucky number in order to call Ford. Uh, Lindsay, the other article that I found very interesting, and you and I talked about this a little bit after we got off the last pod, and and I titled I titled this whenever uh, you came in. I said, Alex Anthopoulos, he's batting a thousand and he just has not missed. And, uh, you know, there are some people that may agree or disagree with that. But you and I were racking our brains after we got off uh, the last pod and said, when is the last time he missed on a trade? And <laughs> we got to thinking and we both said, I don't know, was it 20? Was it 2020? Was it 19? Was it? Eight? And then you kept looking back and finally you just went down a rabbit hole of everybody that had basically been traded away, yeah. traded in, cash deals that were passed along, whatever it may be. And it took a while for you to get somewhere as far as a bad deal was concerned. I ended up, uh, I wrote it up for the site. I ended up getting over 4,000 words. Longest thing we've ever published. Yeah, by far. Uh, those of you yeah. who are wondering, nobody else writes an article that has 4,000 words. Lindsay has set the pace, so all the other writers are not happy with him right <laughs> They're now. They're not. No, um, November 30th, 2017, Atlanta traded uh, veteran right-hand pitcher Jim Johnson and international bonus slot money for a prospect. Uh, that guy, Johnson, pitched, hit the age, his age 34 season for the Angels, had an ERA under four on a $5 million salary. It wasn't amazing, but Kelly never made it out of double A. He was released in 2019. So after one season, he was released. And so I'm like, that's clearly a loss. But when you go through, and I literally went through every single trade as listed on the team's official transaction tracker. And you go through and we look at all of these, understanding that a lot of these, one, are Atlanta giving cash considerations for a guy. And whenever that happens, it's limited to no more than $100,000. So a lot of these deals, honestly, are just $50,000 flyers on a guy. And if you get mm -hmm. anything out of him, he's pro it's probably a win in that book. Uh, and if you give a guy away for cash considerations, unless he ends up making the major leagues for the other team, it's not really a loss for you either. And so you go through and there's it's just pages and pages and pages where you can look at these. And some of these you didn't necessarily win. Some of them were draws, right? But you didn't necessarily lose any of these until you go back to November of 2017. It's on the it's on the site. It's incredibly long. And there's a couple that my decision to say it was a draw or a win are a little controversial. Some people aren't happy about the Sean Murphy trade with Oakland uh, involving the Brewers because we gave up William Contreras. I'll point out we had an article go up on the site on Wednesday morning about how uh, like the best defensive catcher in baseball last year was Sean Murphy. Yes. And the offensive potential is there. So at worst, you call that a draw. Uh, and and 
And like we go through all of these and some of these are slam dunks. Matt Olson from the A's was an absolute slam dunk. Yes, you gave up Shea Langoliers, but Christian Pache has already been DFA'd by Oakland. Those other Mm -hmm. two pitchers had ERAs over six, like slam dunk. Sean Newcomb for Jesse Chavez, slam dunk, right? Some of these are easy. Some of these are draws and tough decisions, but none of them are obvious losses. And I think that just kind of shows us this is how good Alex Anthopoulos is. This is why he got a contract through like 2033, right? Mm. He's such a good, uh, a, a good, good general manager and just doesn't lose a trade. And the, uh, the other observation I have, if the Atlanta Braves call you and offer you a pitcher, maybe just hang the phone up because <laughs> none of these pitchers they have traded no. away have been guys that you're incredibly sad to have lost, right? And um, I none will, of... Was, I, I will say this too. If you're a pitcher and you're not with the Braves and they call, you better go ahead and pick <laughs> up the phone because when you go into the organization, Chavez, who can't make it anywhere else, you, I don't know if it's the clubhouse. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's the mindset. But there are a lot of renewed pitchers that come in from outside and end up. And again, it makes him look good because he's the one that goes out and grabs them. Yeah, I mean, you went and you got Ben Heller from the Rays for future considerations. I mean, mm-hmm. that's cash. He made 19 appearances last season with an ERA under four. Like, that was a win, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you went out and you got Pierce Johnson, who had an ERA in the fives, right? Well, guess what? <laughs> he was one of the best relievers in baseball yes. down the stretch and re-signed a multi-year deal, and you gave up two fringe prospects. Mm-hmm. Even when you went and got Brad Hand from the Rockies, Hand wasn't great down the stretch, but the guy you traded away put up an 11 ERA in double-A after the trade. Like, Alex Anthopoulos just doesn't lose these deals, and it's really cool as a Braves fan to have, like, yeah, that guy's in my on my side. I love this. I tell you what you will love is you will love some Plains Coffee if you will head over to plainscoffee.com, use promo code BRAVES, get your 10% off. If you take a look at the website, flavored coffee as well. My wife's a big fan of the turtle coffee. They've also got pecan pie, mocha, chocolate hazelnut, caramel, cinnamon, cinnamon hazelnut, cinnabun, pumpkin spice. For those of you that still think it's fall, 365 days a year and want to get involved in that, they made sure to cater to you and at least your wife if you're listening as well. So go to plainscoffee.com, use promo code BRAVES, get your 10% off. You will absolutely love it. Lindsay, it, it, getting back to AA batting 1,000, I want to touch on you You brought up, because this I told you I went over and saw because your, uh, your article got shared on Reddit. And so I read through Reddit always has a ton of car, uh, of comments and everybody becomes an expert as well whenever you read through it. And that was probably the one part of the article they were complaining about is they didn't like the Murphy trade. I don't know why, because as you said, there is an article up now, best defensive catcher in baseball. He was an all star. And if he doesn't have a lackluster second half of the season, he probably is the best catcher in the National League if his bat hadn't have gone down. He was still barreling balls, but he just wasn't finding holes. And I think that changes this year. And we also have to remember he was dealing with a hamstring issue. Yes. Like that's part of the reason that they upped Travis Darno's reps in the second half. And then also, how many times have we seen that thing where the guy in his first year in the new city underperforms? Trey Turner was awful until Philly gave him a standing ovation because <laughs> Philadelphia is soft now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Matt Olson like led the league in doubles, but had 
relatively disappointing home run production his first season and then destroyed in the second. Like it, I understand that William Contreras did a really good job in, uh, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I think that Contreras was never a great defensive catcher. The Brewers have that, have that Brewers devil magic when it comes to catchers. They made him into a good defender behind the plate, but Sean Murphy gave us great defense and has the potential to give us also very, very good offense and is signed long-term. And again, like you said, made the all-star game. I think at worst, you're calling that a draw, but I'm still calling that a win because the long-term control you were able to get of Murphy and the fact that I believe he's capable of being a top three catcher in baseball, whereas Contreras is probably top 10, but probably not in that upper tier of guys because of the lack of defensive consistency and some of the inconsistencies with the bat. And Contreras played in way more games than Murphy did uh, because he wasn't platooning like Murphy was with Dano. So I think that has something to do with it. I think either one, if Contreras plays less games, I don't think his numbers where they are offensively, or if Murphy, you and I said this when we were potting in the second half of the season, we were like, hey, maybe he needs to get rolling by letting him stay out there on the field a little bit longer. He said he would like to be an everyday catcher. Maybe that has something to do with what he's doing at the plate. So uh, we shall see moving in the second year. I, I'm with you. I think it's a win. At worst, it is a draw. So the people saying that that should be considered a loss, you're absolutely insane. There's no way that that's even close to being true. So uh, he's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. It's been brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net for your free book or go get your coffee at plainscoffee.com, promo code BRAVES, and get your 10% off. Lindsey, as always, I greatly appreciate your time, sir. Thanks, buddy.